Welcome to CPAC Today in Politics. Coming up, Justin Trudeau defends the Liberal platform that includes $78 billion in new spending over five years. This is a responsible and prudent plan that is fair and also completely transparent. You'll see in this platform that we've laid out all the numbers, the biggest promises, all costed by the PBO, so that Canadians can have confidence that this is a real, concrete plan to move forward. Erin O'Toole says a Conservative government would make sure infrastructure funding maximizes Canada's economic recovery. We will scrap the failed Canada Infrastructure Bank and unlock the money sitting there to get infrastructure projects built. We'll review the Investing in Canada plan and other infrastructure programs to make sure they work for local priorities, for our municipalities and First Nation communities. And a vaccine certificate system is coming to Ontario before the end of the month. It's no secret. This is something that I did not want to do. This is a serious step that we're not taking lightly. And I know this is going to be very difficult for some people. It's Thursday, September 2nd. I'm Mark Sutcliffe. Let's get right to the top political stories from the campaign trail this morning. We're joined by National Post columnist John Iveson. Good morning, John. Morning, Mark. Justin Trudeau and the Liberals released their platform yesterday that has billions of dollars in new spending over the next few years. Aaron O'Toole has talked a lot about infrastructure funding and Canada's economic recovery over the last couple of days. Uh, He's been talking about balancing the books in 10 years. Uh, So what do you see here in terms of how those two platforms contrast when it comes to spending, uh, controlling spending and balancing the books ultimately, and also investing in economic recovery after the pandemic? Well, a lot to cover there, but I mean, a tool I think was was smart. He and Jagmeet Singh, the NDP released their platforms in the first week. The positive was that he's since just been pretty much rolling out the components of that platform, and it seems to have been well received. The downside is that he then said, well, I'm going to hand this to the Parliamentary Budget Officer to cost it. So we don't know what any of this particularly costs or what the bottom line number is. Um, you know, We don't know what the cumulative cost of all those promises is and what that might do to the... Uh, the the deficit and the debt. The Liberals, on the other hand, waited until yesterday to, to release their platform. We know that it's going to cost $78 billion for the 100 or so promises that have, have been made in it. And so therefore, we've got some sense of what it does to the, to the, uh, to the fiscal situation. It's actually not that bad because they, they anticipated uh, increase in tax revenue over the next few years pretty much pays for the for that uh, for that budget for that platform but obviously the liberals had promised about 100 billion dollars over 3 years in the april budget which you which is really the, the the basis on which they're campaigning you know the daycare promise for example was in the platform at 30 billion dollars and then was taken out of the platform in the on the costing side because it was obviously part of the budget from all of that what i see the problem for O'Toole is that while he says that economic growth will pay for pay to balance the books in 10 years, uh, there will also be spending restraint in inverted commas, which really means cuts in real terms. And I think uh, we're going to talk about the debate, there's a, a TV, TV debate in Montreal tonight. And I think that the Liberals are going to start saying, well, what are you going to cut and when are you going to cut it? 
because you've admitted you're going to cut stuff to get to the to get to balance within 10 years. So I think that will dog him. The idea that he's going to cut public services uh, hasn't stuck to him so far. I think it, it will be something that the Liberals raise. I think that the, the Liberal platform was not that exciting. It didn't have any, any big ideas. You know, Justin Trudeau has been talking about how he wants to do really, really big ideas, and I don't think that there were any new ideas in there. It obviously builds on on the budget, which did have big ideas. And but what I did see is that you know these these things are not meant to be viewed as a, in totality. Now nobody looks at the hundred promises in the budget from at least from the voting side and says yeah you know, and weighs it up as a, as a document. They're looking at the each little promise that is is of interest to them. And the Liberals slice and dice that platform and mail it out, email it out to anybody whose contact information they've got. And so it probably will be a vote winner if your interest is, you know, for example, climate change. There's a whole raft of policies there, which if that's your most important uh, concern, then you will be hearing all about the Liberal Party's plans on climate change. You probably won't be hearing about some of the things that you're not interested in. Mm. So I think, you know, from a from a uh, modern marketing point of view, having 100 promises, not just five big ones, is is a, as a, an advantage. And from that point of view, it probably will do its job. All right. Just before we talk about the debate uh, tonight on TVA, uh, let's talk about vaccines and vaccine certification. Uh, that has been an early uh, topic of of debate and discussion in the in the various campaigns and yesterday of course a couple of things happened number 1 Quebec's new vaccine certification system went into effect and Ontario announced its own and it was interesting to see Doug Ford the premier of Ontario talking about how uh, he would have rather seen the federal government do this, and, and he criticized Justin Trudeau for calling an unnecessary election instead of doing that. Uh, he also said he wasn't in favor of them and didn't want to do them, and they wouldn't last any a day longer than they needed to. But Ontario is putting in place a system where people will have to verify that they've been vaccinated before they enter certain establishments. Um, so uh, this is something upon which uh, uh, Justin Trudeau and Aaron O'Toole differ. Do you think it continues to be a dividing line in this campaign? Well, Justin Trudeau will try and make it one. I mean, from day one in the campaign, he's tried to politicize uh, vaccines, which I think is unfortunate because obviously it's it's a pretty fundamental uh, fundamental issue at the moment. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think O'Toole's position, I mean, it's not anti-vaccine. He's, he is in favour of, of vaccination, he's in favour of vaccine passports, but if people refuse to get vaccinated, then taking a test is an alternative in certain circumstances is, is his position. I'm in Quebec with with O'Toole right now, and we went out last night, and it was the first day of the, uh, of the vaccine passports or, or proof of vaccination in Quebec. It seemed to go pretty smoothly. I mean, you, you've got to carry on your phone your QR code, it gets scanned and you get into places. But if you don't have one, you're not getting into anywhere. And, uh, you know, from, from health clubs to cinemas to uh, to restaurants, whatever. Um, it is going to be an emerging dividing line as as the election goes on. But really none of the parties other than Maxime Bernier is proposing an alternative. I mean, you know, the, the difference between O'Toole and, and Trudeau is there, but it's not glaring in the way it would be if somebody was proposing uh, abolish 
these passports. As far as Doug Ford's position, I mean, I agree with him. I think that, uh, uh, you know, there was a non-aggression pact between the, his government and Trudeau, which seemed to have come to an abrupt end. I'm not entirely sure why the federal government uh, is not sponsoring a nationwide vaccine passport, because that would have been the easiest thing to do. Although, obviously, then it's the federal government that takes the reputational hit, not the uh, provincial government's treasure providing the money. But, uh, but again, it's having to be done in a kind of piecemeal fashion. So, you know, you presume that, you know, I, I got vaccinated in Quebec. Will, I, will my QR code be acceptable in Ontario? I'm hoping so, hmm. because it would be ridiculous if it wasn't. But uh, it's going to be an emerging issue, and I think the Liberals are keen to make it the defining political issue of this this uh, campaign. All right. So, what about the debates tonight, John? Uh, often debates are overplayed, and and uh, there there's the expectation that there's going to be some big turning point in the campaign, and it often doesn't happen. But when it's a close race like this one, um, they they might not be uh, these dramatic moments, but they can begin, they can, especially at this juncture of the campaign, we're halfway through at the, uh, right now, um, at this juncture of the, ca- of the campaign, they can create a change in momentum. So what do you expect from the debate tonight? It's the first of, of three debates with the, with the two debates coming next week. Well, tonight this is obviously in French, um, and I think because, I might be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure that TVA, because it's not part of the consortium, that nobody in the consortium, which includes CBC and, and CPAC and anybody else who might do a simultaneous translation, I don't think this thing is going to be translated into English. So unless you're fluently bilingual, you're probably not watching it in the rest of Canada. So it's a pretty good dry run for Aaron O'Toole. His French is uh, has been pretty impressive, I think. You know, he went from from it being not great during the leadership to, to pretty functional now. Uh, he's obviously, though, uh, at a strong disadvantage to uh, to Trudeau and Blanchette, in particular, who speak, uh, who are obviously their, their native tongue or, or as near as. Singh is obviously uh, is pretty fluid. He did see a change of momentum after the, the debates last time. I mean, people got to see him and they quite like him. It probably this is probably somewhere where he can score. Blanchette will be on home, home turf, so it should be a pretty comfortable evening for him. But for O'Toole, it is a chance to uh, to introduce himself to a lot of people who don't know him. You know, I think we've seen that, that in the polls prior to the election, some of the polls were suggesting he was very unpopular, and you know his negatives were much higher than his positives. It seemed women in particular really did not like him. That situation is changing dramatically. And it turns out, I think, that it wasn't that he was unpopular, it was just that he was unknown. And when people have seen him, they have quite liked what they see. I mean, he's been, uh, he's been very courteous, he's been very moderate, he's been very positive so far, and I expect that that to, that to continue. So if he has a reasonable night in French, I think it's a good introduction for him in Quebec, and it sets him up pretty well for, for the, next, the, the two big debates next week. All right. We'll see what happens. As I mentioned, we're halfway through the campaign now, John, and uh, still a lot ahead of us. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks, Mark. That's John Iveson of The National Post. The housing crisis is hit hard across Canada, particularly here in Montreal, where we know that people are struggling to find a home that's in their budget. Now, here's what political columnists and commentators are writing about today. 
In the Toronto Star, Raymond Wong asks if any federal party is serious about affordable housing. Wong writes, The Liberals, Conservatives, and NDP are looking to either ban foreign buyers or tax them heavily, go after illicit money, and add more housing supply. But the only way toward housing affordability is to have real estate prices drop significantly. Affordable housing is when housing is more or less tied to local incomes, and it's not. All three main federal parties will try and make it look like they are doing something, but they won't when they are elected. The only way things change is when citizens force governments to honor their promises. At iPolitics, Randy Boswell argues Aaron O'Toole is trying to distance himself from his former self. Boswell writes, Aaron O'Toole seems keen to convince Canadians he's no longer a crusading warrior against so-called cancel culture and the woke mob. But when asked if he would reinstate the name Langevin Bloc if elected prime minister, he avoided answering and said he would bring people together to learn from our history to make sure we commit today to reconciliation. Voters will have to decide whether this Aaron O'Toole will be guided at all by the views the other Aaron O'Toole was espousing just a year ago. In the National Observer, Max Fawcett argues Aaron O'Toole's climate plan would push Canada backwards fast. Fawcett writes, In 2011, O'Toole's climate plan might have passed muster. But in 2021, it's a blueprint for going backwards at the very moment the rest of the world is pressing ahead on climate change. We are well past the point where we can delude ourselves into thinking we can have our cake and eat it too. When it comes to climate change, if conservatives actually want to be taken seriously on this issue, it's long past time they stop pretending otherwise. Now, here's what's coming up on the campaign trail today. Liberal leader Justin Trudeau, Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole, NDP leader Jagmeet Singh, and Bloc Québécois leader Yves-François Blanchet will all be in Montreal, where they'll be preparing to take part in tonight's debate hosted by TVA. Singh will also hold a news conference in Montreal earlier in the day. Green Party leader Annamie Paul will hold a news conference and attend a virtual meeting in Toronto. And that's CPAC Today in Politics for Thursday, September 2nd. Tune into CPAC and CPAC.ca throughout the day today for coverage of the federal election campaign. And join me for Have Your Say every weekday on CPAC at 12 Eastern Time. Our podcast returns tomorrow morning. Have a great day.